The chief financial officer, CFO for short, can drive strategic growth, but not before handling a long checklist of mission-critical tasks, from breaking data out of silos to finding hidden efficiencies. What does it take for CFOs to thrive in today's data-rich banking environment? To find out, we'll talk with Danny Baker, Vice President of Market Strategy, Financial and Risk Management Solutions at Fiserv. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies, where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that will help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Lou Carloso, the managing editor of BAI. Come on in. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Fantastic to have you here with us. And Coming in from Atlanta, we have Danny Baker. Danny is the Vice President of Market Strategy within the Financial and Risk Management Solutions Division at Fiserv Incorporated. Danny's responsible for overall market strategy and business development for the company's risk management, performance management, and enterprise financial accounting solutions. And I should add, Danny's a value contributor to BAI's executive report coverage. Danny, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Glad to be here. Now, Danny, with heightened competition, financial and security risks, and dynamic macroeconomic environments today, CFOs and financial services face unprecedented demands. How do you think the CFO role is expanding, and why is this crucial? Historically speaking, chief financial officers have always held an advisor type of role within the C-suite at financial institutions. Primarily, that has been somewhat limited to finance-related issues. And there have clearly been multiple, but different, challenges in financial services in all previous decades. I can certainly reflect on that from my experiences in the near four decades that I have been in financial services. However, as we are currently experiencing, and somewhat correlated to the idea of Moore's Law, the pace and impact of change is increasing, not only in the velocity of financial services activities and the resulting consumer and business expectations that that drives, but also in the dynamic aspects of the change, the things you mentioned, competition, risks, and the macroeconomic environment and the responses that that requires. In all of that, there is one aspect of business leadership that remains the same. The C-suite is responsible for value creation and value protection, and there's no better person positioned to help guide strategic growth with that in mind than the CFO. And I believe that is being realized and resulting in the elevation of the CFO to the strategic table. Excellent response. Now, how do CFOs gain those insights to drive strategic growth? Well, first of all, the best strategically positioned CFOs will have invested time to develop a broader financial services business knowledge. They would also have some broad operational experience, along with a working knowledge of today's unique market dynamics and technology enablers. Ideally, they would have also developed their acumen around financial risk management, such as interest rate risk, market risk, credit risk, and the like. Additionally, they would be developing an understanding of the use and power of analytics. I know it sounds like I'm sort of reaching into the realm of a superhero, but by nature, CFOs are generally analytical people. Analytics man, able to leap tall stacks of data in a single bound. (laughs) No, exactly. So again, they are a logical leader to capitalize on the power of new enabling technologies around data analytics. In my various engagements with financial institutions in the market, the biggest obstacle to success is properly understanding the key business, quote unquote, drivers 
needed for sustainable strategic growth, asking the right questions of the data. Just this past week, I heard from a CFO whose CEO approached him with an objective. We need to be doing something with our data. The all too common response, let's start gathering a lot of data, then we'll decide what we can do with it. Well, that's a recipe for disappointment, wasted time and money, and failed strategies resulting in lackluster performance. It's always been a mystery to me why there has been so little effort in truly understanding, analytically that is, the profit contribution elements of customers, products, and channels. Customers are the primary contributors to the institution's profitability. No growth strategy will be successful without contemplating the necessary customer drivers required for success. Another area for the CFO superhero to understand and the most successful ones that I have worked with do. So what do we need to know to really move the ball forward? Yeah, so one objective of an analytics platform is to efficiently get data critical for strategic decision-making out of silos and spreadsheets, no less than that. But much more should be considered. If you merely capture data from multiple sources and drop it in a new analytics platform, you may have created more problems than you will ever solve. We now refer to the daily challenges under the four V's, volume, velocity, variety, and veracity. If your perspective is just get the data out of silos and spreadsheets, you can't because of volume, it's exponentially increasing, velocity, it will be stale the nanosecond after you copy it, variety, unstructured behavioral data, is it in context, not to mention veracity, is it right and is it good? Fundamentally, this is talking about the quality of the data. In terms of right data, timely data, contextual data, and validated or useful data. So I would suggest, in somewhat simplistic terms, when at all possible, don't move the data. Think about an analytics platform not solely as a separate thing, but in how it can be accomplished via wrappering key source systems in a way that maintains its quality elements and enables deep discovery. This not only addresses these data quality issues, but also ensures the retention of the all-important data relationships associated with understanding context and correlation, and ultimately discovering causation. But let me step back here for a minute and reiterate a couple of previous points I made regarding gaining insights critical for strategic decision-making. First things first, the CFO must think critically about what the key drivers to a strategy's success really are then what data is needed to inform and execute the strategic decision-making process. Think about how you can get supporting aggregated insights out of other operational data systems as well. If this is done well, you will find that you most likely won't merely capture data from multiple sources and drop it in an analytics platform, resulting in ineffective or failed strategies. You will establish a good strategic decision management analytics platform that supports an efficient and effective strategic process whereby you can quickly move your key strategies through a strategic planning process, strategy formulation, strategy execution, strategy evaluation, and then strategy adaptation, and then back to formulation. Danny, you touched on efficiency. Why is this important to the CFO? And where are the easy wins for efficiency in the back office? Is this approaching digital transformation of the back office? Yeah, well, efficiency and the popular efficiency ratio KPI have been a focus in the industry for some time now. High-performing banks think of it this way. What can I automate that will save time and money, enable profitable growth, reduce risk, and ensure compliance? 
This is not so much a penny-pinching exercise as it is a way to automate processes that fix costs so the institution can grow without adding costs. That's why it's important to CFO, because it's about growing. And the easy wins have been in back office finance areas associated with accounting, balancing, and reconciliation, along with the automating of other time-consuming workload processes like origination, customer onboarding, and the like. But there's another reason why it should be important to the CFO. The financial services industry tends to think of digital transformation in terms of the interaction between the bank and its clients being digitally enabled and empowered, which is correct. But with that digitally enabled customer interaction is as much about delivering banking products and services digitally as it is about understanding the customer and transforming the entire relationship to a digitally facilitated relationship, digitally matching up the customer's banking needs and desires with the institution's needs and desires. That requires the active capture and use of customer insights from every interaction. Well, digital transformation of the back office is similar. The old maxim still holds true. It's better for people to spend 20% of their time gathering data and 80% of their time analyzing it. It's not only automating the back office function or even improving the function, but also generating insights that can be used by the people who now have time on their hands to do those higher value, more strategic activities. What skills do those finance teams need to step into the digital transformation role, really take the lead? As part of the team to drive digital transformation and realize the benefits of it, their skills will need to be more honed on data and analytics. Strategic CFOs will be looking for finance team members that look more like data scientists and business analysts than they do accountants. The finance team should be, in financial institutions at least, the catalyst and origination point of the cultural change required of the successful, forward-looking strategic organization. What I've heard referred to as generating or building a culture of curiosity. So while certain skills are absolutely essential to step into digital transformation and realize its benefits, a cultural change across the organization is imperative as well, and it should start with the finance department. If we step back for a minute, what does this all-star CFO look like? What are some of the things they are doing on a day-to-day basis that really make a difference? They're thinking strategically. Honestly, that is one of the big differentiators, and it sounds kind of basic, but they're thinking about the problems in the market. They're thinking about understanding the dynamics of their own customer base. They're thinking about understanding the capabilities of their organization, and they're thinking about all of those things from a strategic perspective and trying to understand and look at how the organization can be more competitive by employing all of those resources the knowledge, the understanding of their customers, their capabilities, their products, their services, their markets, and then creating an environment, an analytics platform that allows them to model, to create performance scenarios. Using all of that information to think about its past, its history, but also think about its future and align that past, present, future together to have a greater understanding of what the opportunities might be and to establish key strategies that are actually affecting underlying drivers, looking at things that actually drive performance and behavior, and modeling those, managing those, then observing those, and continuing to evolve in an agile kind of way as it relates to their key strategies. Well, the key strategy, as outlined on this podcast by you, is top-notch. I really hope that 
the listening audience absorbs this wisdom and puts it to good use because this is indeed the roadmap. Danny, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. You bet. Thank you as well. Danny Baker is Vice President of Market Strategy within Financial and Risk Management Solutions at Fiserv. You can look for Danny on LinkedIn. And here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, CFOs are moving from advisory roles in the C-suite to a place as strategic partners. This at a time when the pace and force of change in the macroeconomic world are unprecedented. Because the C-suite creates and protects value for the company and stakeholders, CFOs ideally bring acumen around financial risk management to the table while tapping the power of data and analytics to advance company goals. Number two, what are the right questions to ask of your data? Consider these four dimensions, volume, velocity, variety, and veracity. When data is dynamic, timely, diverse, and true, you can get down to what matters most, customer contributions to the bottom line. Think of your data platform as a place where quality, efficiency, and correlation reign supreme. And number three, poise your organization to move from capturing data to establishing a strategic analytics platform. You'll want to grow wins in the back office with accounting, balancing, and reconciliation, for example. But ultimately, it's also about better people power, with 20% of their time spent gathering data and 80% analyzing it. Insights by people with free time on their hands create a strategic, forward-looking organization and a culture of curiosity. And now BAI Banking Strategies presents My 21-Year-Old Self, where our podcast guest talks about what they were like at 21, life as an emerging leader, and the advice they give themselves today. Flashback to age 21 when Danny Baker wasn't your typical collegiate. In fact, he was married, a homeowner, and already a few years into his financial services career. And with a brand new IBM PC computer at the ready, he began an early banking digitization project. It set the stage for advice he'd send back to himself in time. Confront the world the way it is and make the changes that need to be made, not the ones spurred by wishful thinking. Listen. I likely wasn't a typical 21-year-old, at least when I think about 21-year-olds today. I was already a couple of years into my banking career. I was married. I had bought my first house and was still going to college. It was at that same time that I bought my first bank's desktop computer the IBM PC. Some of us remember that. And began the first digitization of finance, actually, as I began to move us off of uh, old paper ledger cards. And I guess some good advice might have been go out and buy as much IBM and Microsoft stock as I can. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Seriously, I guess from a leadership perspective, the advice I would give my 21-year-old self would be to have the proper balance of vision and reality. You know, one of my favorite business books is Execution, The Discipline of Getting Things Done by Larry Bossidy and Ram Charan. One of my favorite quotes from that book is, confront the world the way it really is, not how you'd like it to be, and have the courage to do what must be done, not what you'd like to do. So I think if I knew that a little earlier, that would certainly have done some things differently, but it's a great lesson to learn along the way. It's certainly great for young leaders to learn now. Thanks again for tuning into our podcast. We hope to have you back with us very soon. 
Be sure to check out our ever-growing archive of podcasts at BAI.org. Our producer, as always, is James Grady. Be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Lou Carloso, the managing editor at BAI. We'll see you soon. So long.